0: The Lord be with you. Amen. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it became known that he was at home. Many he gathered together so that there was no longer room for them, not even around the door, and He preached the word to them. They came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. On the Unable to get near Jesus because of the crowd, they opened up the roof above him. After they had broken through, they let down the mat on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to him, "'Child, your sins are forgiven.'" Now some of the scribes were sitting there asking themselves, "'Why does this man speak that way? He is blaspheming. "'Who but God alone can forgive sins?' Jesus immediately knew in his mind what they were thinking to themselves, so he said, Why are you thinking such things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise, pick up your mat and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins on earth, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, Rise, pick up your mat and go home. He rose, picked up his mat at once, and went away in the sight of everyone. They were all astounded and glorified God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. Well, uh, this uh, gospel reading I know is a favorite to many. It's uh, one of mine as well, but... To really understand it, we have to first understand the first one that really, it's important to see how the the section from Hebrews really fits within our gospel reading. Um, The interesting thing, again, when we think about the letter to the Hebrews, uh, they knew the traditions, and one of those is the goal of being in the rest of God, being in his rest. We don't really think about rest very much here in America. We're always busy doing something. We're, we have to be always engaged. We don't rest. Uh, it's an interesting thing about the rest of God, his rest, being in his rest. It's about being in a state of peace, even though we're active. We're in a state of peace. We're resting in the confidence of God, We're still active. Now, the people of Israel, the, you know, they knew the Hebrew and Jewish traditions. Uh, Abraham knew about the peace of God. It was in Canaan. Uh, Moses talked about it. It was the promised land. Joshua talked about it because he entered, he took the people into the promised land. What's the first thing they had to do in the Promised Land? They had to fight a battle, the battle at Jericho. So being in the peace of God, the rest of God, is you have to fight a battle. But the battle was fought in complete trust of God. You had to march around the fort of uh, the city of Jericho and trust that God would bring down those walls. So you had to surrender. Uh, Looking deeper at this concept of the resting in God, it has a connotation of stopping the wind, stopping all resistance. You're still moving, you're still working, but there's no resistance. Now, because we have a hard time understanding that, uh, we have to go to things to help us remind us of that. So um, I looked at the surrender novena. I'm sure many of you have maybe looked at this. um, How do I surrender? Nine days of trying to surrender. And I thought day six was really applicable for us. So this is our Lord talking to us. You are sleepless. You want to judge everything, direct everything, and see to everything. And you surrender to human strength, or worse, to men themselves trusting in their intervention. This is what hinders my words and my views. Oh, how much I wish from you this surrender to help you. And how I suffer when I see you so agitated. Satan tries to do exactly this to agitate you and remove you from my protection and to throw you into the jaws of human initiative, to trust only in me, rest in me, surrender to me everything. Peace isn't us not doing anything, but it's having the peace and trust in God and he's working. That's what we have to do. Now, I said we had to go through that to understand our gospel reading. Um, One of the most amazing things when you think about the four friends carrying the paralytic, Jesus saw this and it wasn't the paralytic's faith. It was the four friends. It was because of the four friends that Jesus said to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven. That's amazing. It was the friends. We have to look at ourselves. Where are these friends of ours? Who is it that's really their faith is how Jesus is helping me? Where is that? We have to ask ourselves that. Now, I often just in my mind think about how did this happen? One of these friends said, hey, you know what, let's take our paralytic friend here and let's take him to Jesus it reminds you of uh, you know the mom or dad or the friend or whoever with any of the sacraments that we have you know well you need to go get baptized You, you know you need to get married in the church yes you know maybe it's maybe you want to do something else but that's what the church is asking for that's what we believe there's somebody looking for your faith that's really carrying you And they go out of their way. They start this initiative. They start this ball rolling of we need to stay with our faith. And so they're carrying that rope. They're doing something for someone else so that they can get closer to Jesus. You know, when we think about uh, the paralytic, the surrender that he had, He's, he's a paralytic. He was lifted up. I mean, what was he thinking when the, person, the people, his four friends said, we can't get close to Jesus. And that same friend said, well, I bet if we go up to the roof, we can break in and lower you. How many times do we have that kind of surrender and trust in the Lord through these four friends that Wow, that's a good idea. What surrender, what trust? And then to be up there, and your friends are tearing into this roof, and they're going to lower you in, down from the roof into the floor where Jesus is. What what a wonderful way to surrender and think about that happening. Who's doing that for us? Who are those four friends? Who are those four friends that continually are praying for us? You know, just as a public display, I was really amazed at uh, that announcer from ESPN when um, the Buffalo Bills player went down and he was on ESPN and he said, I believe in prayer. I want to pray right now. Think about that. The surrender and trust right then. Putting everything in God's hands. Saying, if you believe in prayer, pray with me. Incredible. That's what we need more of. And that type of trust, that's resting in the God. That's resting in God. That's the peace that we're looking for. All the days of our life, as we are entering the promised land right now, we have this battle of Jericho that we have to have this trust and walk around the fort and hope that and pray that God is going to bring down these walls. Let's stand and offer our petitions.